As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazet. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazet. Well, welcome, listeners. We're so glad to have you for this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen, and as always, sitting across the table, how you doing, Randy? I'm doing great today. Yeah? I, I can't wait for another opportunity to discuss some, like, real, real talk. Real talk. Real talk. That's what we do here. We, it's it's like green room conversation. It is. You know, maybe if we, it t- set it up for some of our newer listeners what the whole whole heart behind this podcast is. I just think in my own life how many opportunities that I've been at in a green room, if you will, offline, having a conversations about real ministry, just in real life. Sure. Not even just ministry, just, just life. life. And uh, how rich those conversations have been and really have altered as much as anything I've heard at a conference session or a sermon that I've listened to, it just really like helped. And I left there going, wow, I'm not alone. (laughs) So (laughs) other people. (laughs) I'm not the only one messed up. Like we're we're all, we're all figuring this out. There's a lot of messed up pastors (laughs) and ministry leaders. Yeah. And, and it just, it helped me and gave me some tools. And I thought, well, well, why don't we do this all the time? Why don't we in essence bring ministry leaders into the green room for these exact conversations uh, and so that's really the purpose of this podcast. Yeah, I love it. And, and I, you know, it is relationships and leading from that place and living life from that place mm-hmm. um, is what it's all about. And so these conversations just they're 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 good. They're sometimes a little, you know, sometimes we get off topic a little bit. Of course, we have a good time. Well, we're going to um, have fun. And I mean, so it's, we're not going to be straight laced around here all no, the time. No, but I can promise you that you need to get ready to take some notes and learn yes. something because. I can't think of one podcast that we didn't leave, even though I knew the topic and what we were going to discuss that I didn't leave with something going, wow, me too. that's going to help me. So, I, I sometimes will like steal what they told <laughs> to said. Can you and I'll say that on it. air? I, I, yes. And then, but I use it. And then I, on the back end, I come around with, okay, well, I actually heard that okay. from, you know, so I, I do credit, but okay. it is, it's good. Well, I'm going to start listening to what you say and see if you're stealing my stuff. <laughs> of course, I probably haven't said anything on here. <laughs> Uh, Well, so we today are in our Soul Care series, Mm -hmm. and so we've got another amazing conversation coming at us, and we have a really great friend joining us. Pastor Liz Burns is here with (laughs) us around the table. How are you? friends. It's so good to be here. I am actually super excited. This is incredibly fun, and I feel like this is going to be wild. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. we're going to have a hard time. We've already laughed far too laughing. much before <laughs> this <laughs> podcast started, and we That's won't tell you true. why. Um, so for, for those of you listening, Liz and your husband, Jason, you guys pastor Access Church here in Florida. Yes. Um, y'all have got three kids, so you are full-time ministry, full-time mom. You got a lot on your plate. All the things. Yes. We have Access Church in Lakeland, Florida. We have three kids, 14, 11, and 7, and two majestic French bulldogs. The, wait, wait, oh, wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. 
Majestic and Frenchy. Is, is that how she described them earlier? That's an majestic. oxymoron. Also, that... notice I didn't say anything about my kids. I was just like, I have three kids, but majestic French bulldogs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. And you have written several devotional books for moms, busy moms yeah. like yourself. And that's a big heart of, that you have to encourage yeah. women in ministry. I love talking to women. And when I wrote the books, it was devotionals for women too busy for devotionals because I love me. <laughs> so are they really short? Yeah, well, I yeah. love me a Beth Moore Bible study and sitting down with my word and digging in there for 45 minutes a day. But like at that season in my life, it was like I need a prayer, a thought and something Jesus to get me through this day right. without killing a person. Like right. truly, that's what I needed. That's a like, good tool to have in your belt. I'm that's, just going to yeah, say. That's, that's my life mantra, you know. Um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of like writing for what I needed at the time. And yeah, I love speaking to women. I love speaking to anybody, but I do love speaking to women. I feel like we get a little more uncomfortable, but I won't say anything super weird. Yeah, because with, I'm here the, and I'm the, the reverend. I think Randy might, might be a little I'm uncomfortable. I'm already, already feeling awkward today. It, was it because I said majestic French bulldog? Well, well I mean, that didn't start us off on the right foot. <laughs> but before you said that, I was already feeling like okay. I don't even know why I'm here today. Okay, so give us, okay, Randy, so give us like, give us a good, like, for our female listeners, give us like a good, like, woman tip. Oh, this is dangerous. Ooh. Okay, woman tip. <laughs> this is I have no idea. Wow. I mean, I'm like, scared. I have a thousand of them. Okay, I'm so, sure. No. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> That's my first tip is don't tell yeah. women you have a thousand tips to help them. Okay. It's like, whoo, I don't know. I've yeah. never thought about that before. I don't know. That's the tip I'm going to give you. Don't act like you don't have any ideas on how to change them. You're so great already. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. Um, well, so. Liz, uh, not too long ago, you wrote an article, and we're going to kind of talk around that article today. Um, And you titled it, Five Things Your Pastor's Wife Wishes You Knew. And you wrote this really to the church. I did. And tell us a little bit about what caused you to write this. Yeah, you know, it was crazy because I was telling you earlier, Kristen, I I prayed about writing this for genuinely two years because I had too much flesh in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was ready to, you know, when you, you know, when you get Mm -hmm. in a situation and you're ready to go, I'm going to go write a status. I'm going to go rip them. You know, and that's not the heart. And I had to make sure, mm. like the litmus test, like there, I am not writing this with any satisfaction of going, ha ha, I am writing this purely Holy Spirit led. Wow. So I talked to probably 10 pastor's wives, okay. including the great Amy Bizet. Um, she is great. She is fabulous. I don't feel uncomfortable anymore. <laughs> the great, the great. Um, what a queen. But I talked to a bunch of pastor's wives and I said, if you could ask, if you could un- green room talk, tell your yeah. congregants five things. And there was so many similar themes in all the responses. And it really lined up with what I had to say as well. And I loved how they helped me to make sure I wasn't putting the flesh in it. I'm like, like your sure. pastor's wife wishes you knew, get to church early. No, you know, like things like that. <laughs> Stop walking in late. It's a 12 o'clock service. No, it wasn't that. Like, you know, those are the things you'd say in a fleshly moment. Right. Um, But these were really prayed over heartfelt things we wished we could tell people. And in doing that, I really did feel like we were maybe offering a perspective that they don't consider Mm -hmm. always. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how it came to be. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, let's dive into let's some dive of the in. conversation and see. And, you know, uh, you know, those that are listening, we've got pastors, we've got pastors' wives, we've yeah. got ministry leaders. And I think, though, it, a, a lot of what you discovered is really 
probably the heart mm-hmm. of of any pastor, mm-hmm. yeah. any ministry leader for the church that the the that God has entrusted to them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it is it's it's a hard conversation to have, and maybe it's hard for people to realize. So you know, one of, one of the things that you you kind of wrote about is that you know we we want you to know we love you, yeah. and and we genuinely do. And mm-hmm. you know, is that something that's difficult in ministry as as lead pastors and lead pastors' wives mm-hmm. that you do you feel like sometimes the church questions if you mm. love them? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's like this for you, Pastor, but we, I'll text somebody that I haven't seen in a month, you know, and, and I've even gotten responses like, oh, you're just doing that because you want my face back. You want my attendance or right. you want my tithe check. No, we really love you. Mm-hmm. Like, we are in this because we love you. We would have jumped out a long time ago uh, <laughs> if it wasn't right. for love. And you mean it's not easy? No, ma'am. Or? And we, we see it. I don't even mean that in a complaining way, but it is sure. a any job where you are a shepherd of that many people is just bound to have so many opinions, so many mm-hmm. things. But we say we love you like we mean that. I text you and I, I go after you because I really do look after mm-hmm. you. I mean, we invest in you right. like it's family. It's true. It, it is true. Whether Whatever gender side you're on this, people... I think conceptually they know that we love them, Mm -hmm. but to me it comes across this way. You're talking to someone uh, and they're going through something and you like give them some counsel. Yeah. In their case, they take it like advice. Mm. That's what hurts because you're giving them something that, please, I know you're not going to do this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And you do it because you just love them so much and they just are kind of like, well, it's just another opinion and you do it because you you really love them and you notice when they're not there. And <laughs> yeah. so you reach out to them because you care about them, not because you need them to occupy a seat because right. you need to count another head. But it's because you really love them. Yes. And they don't always see that or know that. But it truly is out of genuine love. And they, I guess they don't always know that. And I don't know the filter that they look at yeah. that causes them to miss that. Yeah. But but it is Everything's born and birthed and motivated out of love. You know, so Liz, when you were talking to uh, some of the pastor's wives that, that helped you kind of populate this this uh, article, how, when it, knowing that that's a, a real struggle, how do you encourage one another? You know, maybe there's some listeners here that are a little bit discouraged. Like mm-hmm. I, do, I do what you just said, but then I, I get the feeling like they, they, they just, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, how do you stay encouraged when that's something that you so desire people to understand? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember uh, years ago. I think everybody in ministry probably has like breaking points, low moments. Um, but I was on a missions trip, and you know how when you're like away from your cell phone, away from internet, somehow God really speaks. Um, but in a moment, I remember being reminded of the great privilege it is to do what we do that is something that is not always in the forefront of my mind uh church and if this is green room talk like let's be honest like Mm -hmm. church is a business in some ways um church operates as a business so we that are in leadership can get very in the muck of day to day Mm -hmm. but to remember like the first moment you were called to ministry um i was 11 years old at a kids camp you know and felt like god said you're going to be used in ministry when we remember that um friends if you're listening and you are in that discouragement spot i I get it i have been there i have felt that you know go back (laughs) to that moment when you said i'm going to jump into ministry why well because i love people and i want to make a difference when we pull away you know the cynicism the sadistic side, the scar tissue, the jaded, 
Yeah. At the heart of it is just a heart of someone who says, you know what, I love people and I want to make a difference. Get mm-hmm. back to that. If you have to step away mm-hmm. for a weekend, step away for a weekend. It's okay. Your church is not going to fall apart mm-hmm. um, without you for a weekend. Right. If it is, that's a problem. Yes. Well, it won't because it was there before you got there. That's and right. It'll be there after you're gone. <laughs> that's so right. perspective that's right. is helpful. We Zoom out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are. But the kingdom of God is going to advance. Prevail. And yeah. he'll yes. use someone else. So take yes. some time off so you can be there for the long haul. Yes, that's really back. Take a a whole nother. That's a whole nother podcast. That's good. But so you said something in there that reminded me of of a value that in ministry we must live by. Mm. And you said just love people. Mm. But yeah, we all know that. Mm. But I think what happens is we reverse some uh, priorities. Mm. Perhaps we trust people and we love God. Mm. And then people let us down. In whatever way that is, Come they on. don't know that we love them or that it, we're motivated out of love or they say things or do things. Right. And they don't realize we love them. And so it hurts deeply when they mm-hmm. do that. And it hurts that way because we have trusted people and love God. And I think what we should do is trust God and love people. Wow. And someone told me early in ministry, said, Randy, don't be the Holy Spirit for people. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Mm-hmm. And we take such responsibility for people. But as mm-hmm. the prophet in the Old Testament, you preach the word, the blood's on their hands. If you don't say something, it's on your mm-hmm. hands. So yeah. I'm going to share what I need to share out of love, yeah. <clears throat> not trust. I'm mm. going to trust God for the results. I'm going to love people. And whatever they do with it is is really out of my hands. So good. That is. That'll set some people wow, free right there. Wow, I said right something there. in the women's podcast today. <laughs> Kristen, are you gonna, is this is one done. of those things later on you're going to share and take credit for it? Um, well, truth be told, um, I've heard that from you before, and I may have already um, shared it oh, with others. But it was my first time, and I will be preaching that this Sunday. <laughs> Please stay tuned. <laughs> no, but it is. It is good. But listen, we all need each other. We just we do. We do. We, 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 we do. really do. Nothing right. new under the sun. There isn't. No. Um, but I will credit you for it. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll pray about it. So, so you also you know, kind of begin to expand that conversation right. with like a, your your second kind of point was, okay, we love you, like know that. So because of, because we love you, like you hurt us sometimes. And yeah. It hurts when you don't show up and it hurts when you are MIA. And oh, this is when it gets, this is when it gets sticky. Mm-hmm. This is when I really had to check my heart like 14 times. Okay. So imagine you're dating somebody and you believe you're dating. But then on Facebook, they're like, I'm in a relationship with somebody else. You'd be like, what on earth? Wow. Well, friends, that happens to us in ministry all the time. What a great picture <laughs> of <laughs> right? how that would hurt it, and it, does hurt. It really does hurt. And we see you as family. And because we love you, I mean, we have dedicated your babies. We have baptized you. We have prayed over your mama when they were in the hospital sick. We have raised money for your adoption, you know. And then you check in at another church on Facebook and we're like, you left. You didn't tell us you were leaving. And I think you think to us that it would be awkward to have that conversation or that you're just a number. So we you won't even, we won't even notice. Mm-hmm. But we do notice. We love you. And it, it does hurt us. And it's not about competitive churchness, but like we see you as a family. So if you're going to take off down the road and break up with us, like tell us because it hurts right it it really does hurt and and it's not even about us it's just that we do value you as a family member and and you know your church is much larger than ours but ours is much larger than it used to be and there's no way i know everybody in my church but we notice a lot more than you think um Mm -hmm. and it is painful i mean this covid 
mm-hmm. was crazy because some people thought we didn't open fast enough. Some people thought we opened too fast. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we're getting real, we're getting real. Yeah. We couldn't do anything right. You know, you but, said too much. You said too little. You said it too soon. You said it too thank late. Thank you. you know? Thank you. And it, it really was hard because it was a no win. And it felt like I, I know so many pastors who were like, this is ridiculous. I can't do it. And so, you know, noticing that and knowing it would be so hard for us to please everybody. You you wanted us to say more during the election. You wanted us to say less during the election. We didn't, you know, back my candidate, back my candidate. You know, we, we weren't going to be able to please everybody. And it is painful because we love you. Um, and I think sometimes people forget that on the other side of computer screens are Real and people. even on the other side of a church entity, even on the other side of Access Church, it's it's two people who started a church in their living room who love you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's like a bad breakup that you weren't warned about. Man, what a great picture, though, <laughs> of the hurt and the pain that that causes. So yeah. people need to realize that. That's brilliant. We're real people. You mm-hmm. know, so so how uh, how do you process the hurt and the pain that comes? Because mm-hmm. I know it comes. And oftentimes they, the church member isn't going to say anything, but mm-hmm. you still have to process it so mm-hmm. that it doesn't stay stuck in your heart. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? And then you run into them in town. And you're like, hey, girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's where I have to stay tender to Jesus and my original calling. Uh, that's where I have to say, God bless them. I, I hope they're happy. You know, it's for me, I have to not take it personally, mm-hmm. even though it can feel incredibly personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I don't know that I've perfected it, Kristen. If I'm honest, I still will struggle, but I do know um, that I can miss the beautiful things God's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People getting saved, people getting baptized, going through next steps, getting called to ministry, our kids being saved. You know, if I'm tempted in my flesh to focus mm-hmm. on the one mm-hmm. that that left and hurt me on the way out mm-hmm. you know for me what I, I try to do is to realize they're they're not really my people mm. that's good and that's uh good. you know it's really it's God's people mm. and there there's a tension because I must take ownership and you know God called me here and God you sent me these people and I'm going to steward it well yeah and that's the business side of it I'm going to mm. spend the money wisely I'm going to hire the right people. I'm going to hold those people accountable to do a good job yeah. because these people are important and it's their tithe money and on. That's the business side of this. And at the same time, it's like, God, if they leave and they go to another church, I'm not saying this is easy, yeah. nor have I perfected it, yeah. <laughs> nor does it, it does not hurt anymore, yeah. but God, it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I trust that with you. And mm-hmm. it's just regular conversations that you have to have. And they're not all pretty and on a bow. I mean, like real conversations like, God, this really stinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really hurts because there are a lot of times in what hurts most. And, and if you love real deep, then it hurts real deep. Amen. And you love people really well. And then you invest so much into <laughs> them and then they leave. Yes. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. But I've also realized that there are people that are in our church that somebody else invested a lot in Mm. Mm -hmm. and they've come here. That's true. And so it's easy to see what has been done to you, but it's harder to see what has been given to you. Wow. So that all those are the things that help me with perspective. That's so good. That's excellent. That's so good. Well, I want to you your your kind of third point. I want to lead us into it a little bit different. Because I I really want to focus on, all right, how do, you know, we're in the soul care series. So Mm. how do you as pastors and leaders 
manage this or protect this. And, you know, what you wrote was you want people to please take us off the pedestal and out of the box. Please. (laughs) Um, But that's a real thing. So, yes, if you if you could just be just air it out and say, okay, that's that's real raw. But let's let's spend a few minutes and talk about the side of how it impacts us as Mm. leaders. When people do put us on pedestals and they put pastors on pedestals and in glass houses, and that is a tremendous amount of pressure. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's very it's dangerous for the per. How let's encourage our listeners. Mm. How do how do you handle this? Yeah. How do you stay healthy in this? You know, I I think I've watched people ascend in ministry to where the only people around them were yes men. Yeah, and that That's is dangerous. so dangerous. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do love is part of the team we are with now genuinely started with us from day one. It'd be really hard to suddenly wake up and pretend one day like I am the stuff, you know, because they'd be like, "Are you insane? You're crazy," you know. And I'm like, "You're right. You're right." Um, <laughs> you have to have someone now. Not everyone. We talked yesterday about the importance of like sifting out which voice gets a voice, mm-hmm. but you got to have some actual voices that are not afraid to call you on that because mm-hmm. if I ascend in ministry and I'm surrounded by people that are like, you so great pastor, you know, we, we honor you. I mean, it can really go South quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always felt like I was never meant, I missed the pastor's wife, Jean. Like I'm far too sarcastic. I'm far too, <laughs> you know, like I Is just, there, but that's part of the, yeah. Well, you talk about <laughs> pain associated with that, mm-hmm. the pressure you put on yourself that I am supposed to be yes. this particular. Yes genetic makeup yeah and that's unfair right and so let me just speak to can i just speak to pastors uh men who are in ministry whether you're in volunteer position or you're full-time staff whether you're the lead pastor of the church or just someone who's serving in church this Mm. is true for everyone uh don't allow your wife to feel the pressure of being something she is not that's good Mm. and for for 28 years now be 29 this year I have done everything I can to take the pressure off of Amy so good. Mm-hmm. to know, Amy, what do you feel the Lord has called you to do? Mm-hmm. Forget what other people put on you or labels mm. or expectations. What do you feel like the Lord has called you? And seasons change. So, so at good. this particular season, and then I have, uh, what do you want to call it? Built a fence. I have protected her yes. in that. That's so good. So that others' people's expectations, they don't overshadow what wow. hers, and then I protect that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So I would encourage men that you do that. Yeah. And it yeah. changes. You know, yeah. we're in a completely different season now. Yeah. But, but you're her covering. I love I that. I am her covering. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been with you guys for a long time, mm-hmm. and I, I have seen that, mm-hmm. like, evidently mm-hmm. um, throughout the different seasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it's... Yeah, it is. It's important. It is so important. And, you know, healthy wife, healthy life. And and so it's served me well. That's not why I did it. I'm just saying it kept our family intact. The health of our family has a lot more to do with Amy than it does me. And so, but take the expectations off. And so I know that's important. Yeah. You know, Pastor, for, no, please go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was say? just going to say uh, one thing. Jason, I feel like did that for me. And early on, I remember he said to me, like, you're allowed to have friends. You're allowed to because mm. it felt like if I did something, someone in the church would go, she didn't invite me. 
Mm. You know, maybe you're the pastor's wife listening and it feels like if you want to go out with girlfriends, it got to be a church women's ministry event. No, you're allowed to have friends. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to Mm -hmm. have a space that's yours. Um, You are allowed to have things that aren't a church ministry event. Um, It's okay. And and, and husbands, uh, my husband freeing me up, like it sounds like you did for Amy, really, that helped me a lot. I know there's things at the church he doesn't share completely with me in terms of like every burden Mm -hmm. um, because he tries to protect me in that way. But it it is so important to feel that freedom to say, I I can some days just take this pastor's Mm -hmm. wife hat off. You know, mm-hmm. let me let me ask you both a question from two different perspectives. So maybe we have a female listening right now and they just heard this and they're like, I need this. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they approach their mm. spouse, yeah. especially if they are a lead pastor of the church or regardless of the title that they carry? What do they say? How I mean, from yeah. both men and women's perspective, how do they share that need? Yeah. Well, so first thing I would tell you is not how, but when. Good okay. point. Because timing is the utmost importance. And I would tell you to pray and just pray on it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we, in general, Christians, some God puts something on our heart for someone. And we think, well, I got to go talk. I got to go tell mm. them. And prayer is always the first response. Yes. And, and prayer may just change it. Mm. It may create an open door for you. It, it You may be the problem and it, God just needed to reveal it in you. Yes. Yes. So prayer is always first. Then you pray for that opportunity. Yes. So to answer your question directly, God, give me an opportunity to share this with my husband. Mm. So good. And then when he's ready, you'll know the door <laughs> will open and just share it as a here's the way I feel. And I, I need your help. Yeah. As my husband, not the pastor of the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As my husband, I need your help in processing and figuring this out. And so timing is most important. And then just share your heart. I was going to say exactly to piggyback off of that. I think sometimes we think it's unromantic if we have to clearly lay out for our spouse what we expect. And it's not. You know, they're not supposed to anticipate our every whim. It's there's nothing wrong with expressing hey, I would really, could you support in this? You know, Mm -hmm. I remember when we first got married, I'm a huge birthday person. And Jason grew up where birthdays weren't a big deal. So my first birthday that we were together, he got me like a funny card and I was (laughs) so hurt. I was like, no, I had to sit him down later and be like, I love my birthday. Like I need my birthday. And he was like, oh, I had no idea. So it's not, and that's okay. That doesn't make him less of a good man because he didn't anticipate that. Mm -hmm. Like I can speak to him and say, baby, you crush it on every level. This is one area I could use your support. And he's like, okay, thank you for actually actually spelling that out you know i don't think there's anything wrong with over communication in that mm-hmm. sense well the scripture does say that hope deferred makes the heart sick yeah mm-hmm. so unmet unmet expectations damages the heart which yes. in turn poisons a relationship yeah. so men what is obvious to you ladies yes and should be obvious to us right is not <laughs> exactly no we really don't get it exactly so because we don't get it you have to mm-hmm. give it to Tell us. Tell them. <laughs> right. In the right time. It, 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 but timing is important. Right exactly. <laughs> it's so good. Well, I, I, I'm so thankful for the um, the leading of the conversation, and I pray that encouraged uh, quite a few people. I hope I'm representing I, men well, what I'm saying. I, think I just you are. feel very vulnerable <laughs> know, right now I fe- to get I in really, touch with my feminine side I, here. I think and there, you, you know, are. all this. 
estrogen in the room I here. I just feel are. like I, think I hope, man, I'm doing a good job. I think you did great. Oh, how did he do? Liz, how did he we, do? We think you did a great job. Okay, all right. <laughs> Somebody got him a Kleenex. He's blinking over here. I don't know. His eyes are crying. Oh, oh well, as much as I would love to continue this mm. conversation, um, I think what would be more fun is to leave the last two hanging um, for our yes. listeners to go and read the rest of your of your, of your article because oh. it really is phenomenal. Um, you talk about how our families need us. Mm. You talk about how much prayer matters and mm. so much more. And so um, listeners can read the rest of this article as well as many other things yeah. on your website, yes. lizburns.com. Liz and that's Liz with an S. Liz with an S. Liz Sorry about with that. an S, I not my a parents. Z. I, you know, that's okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, Liz with an S. So please, listeners, uh, go and do that. I know uh, much of what you have written will bless you. And can they also get your d- devos on yes. that website as Devotionals well? Devotionals are on Amazon. Just okay. search for Liz Burns. I have a podcast called The awesome. Known Ladies Podcast. Um, the no- oh, wait, tell me about that. The Knowing. Known. The Known yeah. Ladies. K-N-O-W-N. The Known Ladies. Instead of being more influential, seek to be known. Known by God, known by others. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, if you are a woman and you don't do that, um, well, don't be that woman. Just yeah, don't be that right. woman. How about that? Right. Don't be that woman. Um, so it really has been such oh a pleasure to have you on this you. podcast and this conversation. Yes. Thank and, you both. Um, it's been such it's been fabulous, Liz. Thank you both. I didn't it's expect honor. anything less than. Oh, That's please. just who you oh, are. My <laughs> honor to be in this room. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, those listening, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. For more resources, visit randybazette.com.